Hi guys, welcome uh, to Hearts Fast Fitness. I want to start today, first and foremost, say hello to our partners and friends, uh, people that we share the same vision and goals. Uh, I want to start with the Excellence Cartel, Jeff Black, Jason Theobald, and Jeff Sue for continuing to uh, motivate and inspire people with their knowledge uh, during their th through their podcast, uh, TEC Code, and we support them every step of the way uh, with their initiative and because they share the same initiatives that we do at Harfax Fitness. So thank you for that. Uh, our partner, Rejuvenate HRT for sharing our vision as well with regards to helping as many people as possible regain uh, confidence and understanding there's always hope to a better living by optimizing their hormones. Um, Chris Neal does a fantastic job of helping people uh, understand whatever the issues are. Uh, so if you have any concerns, you know, go to rejuvenatehrt.com, book a consult, let them know that uh, Team Amino Peer sent you and uh, they will take care, good care of you. Their staff is fantastic. Uh, the Relentless Forever team, Kayla, Carolyn, uh, and uh, Jeff, uh, we look forward to really partnering up and, and putting together some really good content. Uh, welcome to Heart Fast Fitness. I know you guys are going to be on the month of July, this month of July, actually. I think we're recording on Monday with Jeff. Uh, we're looking really forward to uh, some really good content with all of you. And of course, my co-host, Sonia Spiel, for always bringing the facts and, and the bolt of energy that she is. And um, the relationship that I have with Sonia Special, uh, because we call each other out whenever necessary. And, and we need, we feel like, I feel like we need that in order to put the best content out there. We try to leave egos behind. And uh, I always say, whenever you have a lot of alphas in a room, it's very difficult, but we have managed to bring some amazing people um, to our to our podcast, our Heart Fast Fitness, that share the same vision. And we're, we're proud to, uh, to, to be uh, in partnership with a lot of you guys. So we thank you. Uh, to the entire lineup of coaches uh, for the month of July, Jamie Pinder, Austin Stout, Brandon DeCruz, Carolyn Pace, Kaylee Forcier, I hope I didn't massacre your name, uh, Jeff Black and Lauren Holland. Uh, thank you for coming. The month of July is going to be some incredible podcasts uh, and we hope that uh, episodes and we hope that we can uh, really uh, do do right by uh, your presence and, and we can really uh, educate a lot of as many people as we can with, with, the, with the content that we're going to be putting forth. I want to start today with a shout out to actually one of my friends, a good customer of Team Amino Pure and uh, somebody that actually has the best posts and I always steal them. <laughs> Tony Canino. Tony, shout out to you, buddy. Um, thank you for, for sometimes putting some of these inspirational posts that um, I take and I post on my page because I think that sometimes we need a little bit of inspiration uh, to get us through the day, something a little different that enlightens us and makes us believe that our problems that we may be having for that day are not that bad. Uh, so we always look for ways of, of improving and bringing a smile to people as much as, as, a stress, as stressful as we can be. Uh, we understand that there's always a lot of things going on in the world that could be worse. So thank you for that. And so Tony shared a post with me, uh, I think last week of, uh, of an athlete going through some health problems. We had a little bit of an interaction, uh, an exchange of DMs going back and forth. And I looked at this athlete and this athlete uh, was in absolutely stunning shape. I mean, just shredded to the bone, fantastic symmetry. It was supposed to be getting ready for a show and getting up on stage. And then there was a post saying that she wasn't going to be able to because of health concerns, right? And uh, so we started talking about what our initiative is. The reason why I wanted to bring this post up was because 
at Harfax Fitness, we're always trying to find ways of bridging the gap between health and fitness. And the message and the moral of the story is to really emphasize and focus on understanding that getting to that sub 10, 8, 7, 6% body fat, a lot of times is not the healthiest. And it's not conducive to a healthy lifestyle. You have a lot of downregulation of hormones, downregulation of enzymes. You can start having some gut disorders, adrenal issues, depending on, on the, uh, the PEDs and you know drugs that you're taking, let's call it what it is, uh, to get to that level of, of conditioning or, or hardness. Um, if you're not competing, uh, really hone in and find that common ground where you're going to be happy. And uh, be happy in the level of conditioning that you're in and be able to live a healthy lifestyle because without health, you have absolutely nothing. And the way that it correlates to today's episode is we're talking to Austin Stout about inflammation. He's going to be joining us pretty uh, soon here and uh, is going to be great because we're discussing acute and chronic inflammation how to deal with it, how to manage it, and how to prevent it for the most part, uh, if you can. Uh, inflammation is actually unnecessary. Um, it's necessary because it helps us heal, right? So uh, I think it's going to be a, a great episode. As always, thank you so much for your patronage. Thank you so much for continuing to support our initiative at Harfax Fitness. And we hope that uh, you continue to uh, support us the way that we support all our, all our speakers and, and, and try to do uh, justice by their presence and try to educate. So with that being said, welcome to episode 15, uh, Inflammation with Austin Stout is going to be fire. Welcome to Hard Facts Fitness episode 15. Welcome to my co-host, Sonia Spiel. How are you, Sonia? I'm wonderful, wonderful. Just grateful for the sunshine. How about that? It is very nice here. And you know what? Surprisingly, we had a couple of days, uh, I think a couple of weeks back where it was like 80, 85, and then we got rain. But this last couple of days has been extremely hot for Seattle. So we're we're excited. I see a lot of people out in the in the um, the gyms are actually empty, man. People are the gyms out. are empty, and I'll yeah. tell you what, it's gonna be fucking amazing if it if the heat stays up because we'll level out to it, and the fires don't start. But the thing that happens in Washington every year, here we come with the fires, and the air quality is like you can't even see any of the trees. You can't be outside, and it just it wrecks it. So hopefully. We don't have that. We just have the heat. We can have a kick-ass summer. Lord knows yeah, we spent enough time in last year. It sounds like it, it will, it's going to be very nice. So, um, and it's funny because usually during the summer, I'm, I'm in California. And this summer, I've just been so busy. So I've been staying here a lot. Um, anyway, give us some updates. What's going on with you, Sonia? What's, what's your week been like? Give us some of the stuff that you're working on and some of the exciting stuff that you're constantly doing. Man, just... I have a couple of new functional clients that I'm taking in. Um, I'm doing intakes a little bit differently right now. Just like been taking a lot more um, classes and just seeing a lot more things where I'm like, I need to make sure I'm asking that on intake. So I'm almost doing double intakes. Like one, just kind of see if the person's qualified. And then the second to kind of really, really dig through like some of the stuff, like I, I honestly felt like I was missing as a coach that wouldn't come up till later that 
if I would have had better questions in the beginning to kind of like dial in some of the stuff, I think I would have been able to catch things a lot more like with blood pressure, body temperature, things I didn't, you know, sh blood sugar regulations, things. Actually, it's really funny because we Austin was just talking about adrenals on um, the Dutch test um, on the excellence cartel and kind of a lot. I've been seeing a lot of that same stuff. For, so for the past month, I, I would get people and they're just all over the place with the same kind of cluster of symptoms. And now I'm really starting to see it in a little bit more of um, dysregulated adrenal patterns and stuff like that. So a little bit more on that, which has been a lot more work, but it's a lot easier for me on the back end to get results for these people right away. Um, and then, uh, just that I've been doing a little bit more podcasting. I just did a sick episode with, um, Anthony with Ace Espada. So I know he's Austin, one of your like mentees. Um, he's a badass. We talked all things sex yeah. and G spot and A spot and O spot and how it's all connected <laughs> to the vagus nerve and how to squirt <laughs> all the essentials. I bet you love that. <laughs> he's messaged me back. He's like, this is my favorite episode. Oh he, God. I'm yeah, sure. He was. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it is. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, Very cool. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things I think, one of the things that's actually really cool and I want everybody to really understand, notice how Sonia said, as he continues her journey as a coach, talking about learning yeah. continuing to learn and that is the key for everything in life and that's the key primarily in your fitness journey is continuing to learn i always say look just when you think you know enough there's always more that you can learn from other people and we're going back to the whole thing about surrounding yourself with people that have the same vision that have the same goal um that you can learn from and, and, and get feedback back and forth and that's one of the reasons why we have our special guest today, Austin Stout. But before we even do that, let me give you a quick update on all things Team Amino Pure. The things that we're working on, things that we've been very successful. Uh, we did actually have a very cool episode, episode 14 with Sonia, which we'll be launching next week um, with regards to some of the products that um, Team Amino Pure is coming uh, with Amino Pure is coming out. Uh, HH Frag has been actually a, a very a huge success. Uh, they've been people have been asking questions with regards to Frag and, and how it correlates to growth hormone. Uh, from that standpoint, I know there's been some research chemicals out there that, that um, Pure has been putting out like DSIP, which is a sleeping agent. So we're going to cover a lot of that during episode 14. I hope you guys enjoy that, that podcast. Um, we've been working together with uh, Rejuvenate HRT, which is our, our uh, with Chris Neal, which is a, uh, a uh, clinic that we just sponsor through Team Aminopure. And we're very high on. We've had uh, great success sending a lot of people over to Rejuvenate HRT. Uh, and the goal behind Rejuvenate and the reason why we really like Rejuvenate, number one, we have our resident hormone specialist, Chris Neal. He's the clinical director there at Rejuvenate HRT. And the approach that they take is completely different than your, your conventional, uh, traditional HRT clinic. Uh, they service females, they service males, alternate lifestyles. They have optimization programs, pet type programs for athletic, for athletic performance. So it's a, it's a clinic that can cater to a broad spectrum of people that, are, that have different goals. Uh, whether you're 30, whether you're 40, whether you're 60, whether you're 70, there is no excuse for feeling like shit anymore. And that's the model behind Rejuvenate HRT. Uh, they have programs for everyone and um, it's free consults. Just put on the notes, Team, team Amino Pure sent you. And um, it's put on the notes, Sonia Spill sent you actually. <laughs> okay. I've got a code. Put, 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 put Sonia or, or Team Amino Pure. Uh, we love to continue to promote health uh, through through uh, some associations that we have uh, through the Excellence Cartel, through uh, Rejuvenate HRT, 
and continue to bring some coaches on, on board um, that share the same feeling, the same sentiment, the same vision as, as we do here at Team Amino Pure. Other than that, I don't think there's any more launch products other than, you know, we, we're, I think they're carrying some more in pretty soon. Ipamorlin, AC, uh, I can't even say it, AGA Frag. Uh, there's some experimental things going on with uh, adipotide, which has been a lot of questions with regards to that fat cell killer and it's it dangerous and potential harms as well. So it's something that they're still evaluating. And uh, GHRP2, GHRP6, and some of the other stuff that, that they're planning on coming out with uh, to help people in their journey. Other than that, I think uh, let me not take too much of our time and let's jump right into inflammation with Austin. Austin, give us a quick intro real quick. I know that you've been in our podcast before, but we have actually increased the number of people that are continuing to join Harfax Fitness and listening to our podcast on a weekly basis. So for those people, tell us a little bit about yourself and let's dive right into it. Cool. So I'll, I'll give Cliff Notes version then this time. So I own a coaching company. Um, I do everything. I do a, a lot of everything. So uh, functional clients, contest prep, gen pop, athletes, very broad horizons in terms of my services. Um, I'd also guess I consider myself an educator, do, you know, public speaking at seminars, um, mentorships with coaches, um, consultations. I mean, I do a lot of everything. So that is, that is me. I've been in this space for pre-Instagram. So you can add years to that. That's it's over a decade. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely have seen this whole space kind of evolve into what it is now, which is entirely different than it was even just five years ago, for sure. Awesome. So, and one of the things that um, I know that I've been in, in, in deep conversations with Aminopure um, with a team primarily is, uh, and I have, we haven't even spoken about it. So I'm going to, I'm just going to say it now. We're going to eventually have some, some type of seminars where we're going to, whether it's virtual or live seminars, where we're actually going to bring some coaches like Austin to discuss the, the gap between lifestyle and performance. Um, I think that there's, there's some correlations between both of them. One of them is obviously, you know, a little bit more extreme, but we want to make sure that we take into consideration, hey, what are the three factors for, for somebody that wants to live a healthy lifestyle, which is our goal at, at, at Team uh, at Harfax Fitness, which is what nutrition, supplementation, and lifestyle primarily. Um, and of course, hormones play a huge role with that. So I think that by combining some of the performance, some of the coaching, some of the nutritional, some of the stuff that maybe Sonia wants to be part of through uh, functional medicine, and then bringing in our hormone specialist with Chris Neal through Rejuvenate HRT, I think it would be a fantastic way of really putting together in one central location, a wealth of information for people that are looking and have and don't have answers. And I think that's the biggest issue right now is there's so much stuff out in the internet. And I know that Sonia mentioned it in one of, one of the, her podcasts, this group of, of coaches, right? That Austin's a part of that share the same vision. And, and we wanna put all that together and really present a, a program for people to really take advantage of the knowledge that, that some of these coaches uh, present. So that'd be kind of a really cool experience. Uh, to have. So with that being said, let's jump right into the topic at hand here, uh, inflammation. And a lot of times I think uh, this applies more for gen pop. Uh, we don't take a lot into consideration the, the role that inflammation plays into um, not only competitive uh, physique transformations, but also on gen pop. So let's start with a couple things, um, Austin. Can you tell us the difference between acute and chronic inflammation and then dive into the, the differences between both of them and then just dive right in? 
what even like what is inflammation because i think a lot of people have heard the word inflammatory response or inflammation and they don't quite know what that is and what what happens inside of the body inflammation is literally a healing process that's what it's designed to do so um there's an inflammatory response as you'd call it that's going to be responding to things like injuries infections um training there's you know acute response to training any type of basically like insult that comes into the body there's going to be an inflammatory response to that and an attempt to basically heal whatever is happening so with that inflammatory response there could be a cascade of other things it really depends on what the inflammation is caused by so for example if it's caused by training right we have the body's trying to heal that tissue that's broken down, correct? Or if it's caused by like an infection, then the body's going to have an immune response that comes along with this, right? So there's going to be different things like different cytokines and, and different, um, different white blood cells and things that are going to be involved in this process. But again, it really depends on like, what is the inflammation responding to? Can you explain for our listening audience what, cyto- what are cytokines? So cytokines are just an, it's a a protein, a healing protein is what a cytokine is. Now cytokines either usually considered pro-inflammatory. So like when you hear the word cytokines, a lot of people think of kind of like a bad thing. Now, when we, when COVID was coming about and they were trying to study it, they were seeing that COVID was essentially causing this cytokine storm, right? This inflammatory storm. So obviously people that had weak immune systems or already had chronic inflammation were way more susceptible to getting this or getting or having, you know, issues with it. Right. Um, Now cytokines can be anti-inflammatory too. There are different types. Like I could, I mean, I can talk about later on, we could talk about like a couple different, like actual inflammatory markers that you can measure. We can can measure like some actual things in your blood. Um, But Again, it's just one of the it's just one of the several um, components to inflammatory response. Um, you mentioned acute versus chronic, so kind of like what's the difference? And acute is a short-term response to an event, so that could be training. Like you have acute inflammation from training, and training inflammation is a little more localized, right? Like you train your, you know, you train your quads, you're going to get most of that inflammation is going to be local, right? Um, now you could have acute inflammation from something like an infection, like you get sick. That's acute inflammation. I mean, your body can deal with it generally if it's as long as it's not something that's super serious, right? Um, chronic would be long term. It would be something that happens slow, but it's present for a really long period of time. So um, now those things that cause acute inflammation could also cause chronic inflammation if they're not solved quick enough. So. Like we see this in people with, let's say like an example would be gut issues, right? So they have a short-term gut issue because they do not eat correctly or they're too stressed or something. And we get this acute inflammatory response, which is hundred percent natural, right? We want the body's design to do this, but the problem is they just keep throwing this insult in over and over and over again. And that acute inflammation never really gets a chance to go away. And now we are dealing with chronic inflammation, right? And this inflammation becomes systemic, right? So it can spread to other tissues. It can cause other, you know, other problems like in gut, for example, 
we see permeability issues. So we're seeing like leaky gut. Right. Well, leaky gut off is really starting in the gut, but these junctures are kind of opening up and stuff's leaking out. And then we end up with people that have all kinds of other side effects, like their skin and their, their brain uh, fog, and their, yeah. Yeah, all this allergies. Shit. Right. And all of that's, all of that is because that inflammation is now a chronic issue and it's basically spread from one area to the whole, you know, the whole body. So yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell, that's what acute versus chronic is. When, when we're looking at things like systemic inf inflammation, do you feel like, um, where do you feel like a lot of it is starting? Do you feel like uh, it's mild inflammation that's kind of circling around? Like, is it the inflammation or is it lifestyle starting that with systemic inflammation? Cause it seems to be like one leads into the next. It's almost like this, this, this cycle that people are stuck sure. in. Yeah. So if we, if we look at our populations or at least like a lot of the functional stuff we're doing, um, we're always trying to find what is the root cause of something because that is the whole idea of functional medicine rather than treating, just treating, you know, a, a side effect, I guess. Sometimes that means that we have to trace back a little bit and we have to kind of look at like what's been going on, not only last month, but last year or the last five years, sometime, you know what I mean? We have to go 10 years. I mean, we have to go way back. Yeah. Um, so generally, first off, I should say like every single functional issue generally has some inflammatory component. It, right. it might not be much, but sometimes it's really big. Like sometimes inflammation is a huge part of it. And I think a lot of that is just because the body's, I mean, you guys listening, like the body's response to protect itself is to release these cytokines. They're almost right. like warriors out there. So yeah. when any, so think about like getting punched or even like a bruise or, or something like that. It's like your body swells up that inflammation is the body trying to protect itself. So a lot of times there's like a trauma, like what he's saying, and then inflammation occurs to kind of go around that either trauma, or if it's an internal trauma, or if it's doing something else inside of the body. And Austin, do you feel like this can also be related to like emotional trauma or like, um, stressful times in your life where you start to see like people go through like a divorce or a bad breakup. And then all of a sudden they're having these systemic inflammation responses. Yes, 100%. So the two main things that are going to cause these issues are usually something related to the gut or something related to the adrenal glands. Yeah. And the reason yeah. is just because cortisol is also involved in this, this like immune response and this healing response, right? So we are, we are designed to release cortisol in response to these episodes. So when we do this chronically, along with this cascade comes these cytokines comes this, you know, comes these white blood cells, these neutrophils, these, you know, all these things. And they are, they're responding to this, to whatever the event is. So you could have somebody in theory that is, well, I mean, we see this literally that's not working out and they have so much just psychological turmoil basically, because either they have really bad anxiety or they have some kind of, uh, you know, past personal, trauma, personal or, problems too. Right. I mean, yeah, or I mean personal anything, problems, it, anything. Yeah. It could be, I mean, it could literally be anything. Like I try to, and a lot of, a lot of the time there are things that are, are just basically embedded in their life. Like they're not things, they're things they're so used to on a daily basis that they just kind of, you know, they're just going through the motions and I get, I get the people and we talk to them and they have, they literally are not aware at all of how, 
stressed out, how inflamed they are, like how much cortisol they're just dumping all day long. I know. You know what I find interesting? Um, if, if we really listen to what Austin just said and we think about the response to inflammation and what correlates inflammation, we always, every single topic that we have, and, and I know you probably agree with me, Sonia, goes back to cortisol. A lot of it goes back to cortisol and lifestyle. The stress that your body is put under, whether it is through physical stress, um, whether it is through hardcore dieting and nutrition, whether it is lifestyle stress, whether you're going through a divorce, whether you're going through uh, family problems or a family member passed away, whatever it is, the co cortisol correlates to a lot of issues that become systemic, right? And there you have leaky gut issues, gut, regular gut issues. You can have SIBO, you can have chronic stress, chronic inflammation. So everything it revolves also, it, it, one of the, I guess the, the message is, think of lifestyle also and how lifestyle plays a big, huge role in your entire, the way that your body, the way that your body looks. Absolutely, yeah. Right? I mean, you think about some of these hormones are, this is just kind of like a low hanging fruit, but it's like our, um, like basically glucose based steroids inside of the body, like just, they run off sugar, right? Like in a sense, right? So just stay with me. And when our blood sugar rhythm is dysregulated throughout the day, so we're running on like, oh my God, we wake up and we got this and we go here and then it's, it's, it's and you're typically not hungry because you have glucose to helping regulate blood sugar levels and utilizing different tools in there. And then you have this dysregulation, your adrenals are kind of working over, over time on some different areas. And like, so that's the thing, right? It's like now our adrenals are taxed and now there's even more blood sugar dysregulation. So it's like, it's all of this stuff all over the place where we get into these busy go, go, go lifestyles. And we get into this fast paced need to like perform and be busy. And we have such a need in society to kind of base our success as a person on how busy we are and how much stuff we have on our plate that it's kind of breaking our bodies down and we're missing a lot of the signals on the low end and they're now surfacing on this high end where it's almost like this epidemic of like gut issues and thyroid disorders all of a sudden and it's kind of like people are like well like what's happening well we miss the mark with with focusing so much on a go 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 society that we're just starting to see and i feel like everyone always talks about competitors being like these you know wrecks after competing but i don't know i feel like my competitors post show are almost cakewalks compared to the stress and the lifestyle stuff that's happened for my gen pop i don't know austin do you feel the same way <laughs> or am i just like it's just my client load yeah i mean they they can be especially if they're my competitor that i've been working with i mean it's not yeah. then we have it on you know we have it on lock but yeah. it's but again I, it boils down to that just lack of awareness of your of how you're you're reacting to things all the time yeah. it's just people are so bad at it not only um, that but to piggyback on what sonia was talking about right now it's like it, that i think that happens because sonia you're putting a lot of things in effect ask your your we know that there's going to be some down regulation when you're 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 training somebody for a contest prep right some hormone deregulation but you're also throwing a ton of like supplements to combat those adrenal Absolutely. issues so that's why when when you're your your athletes and i'm assuming yours as well austin they're getting off a show they're starting to rebound and they're getting when as they're getting their health back right you're bringing calories up slowly their starting point is not going to be way down at the bottom right they're going to be somewhere in the middle where they can bounce back much quicker uh and that that has a lot to do with the coach it has a lot to do with their approach and how they manage your cortisol how they manage your thyroid whether there's some down regulation and and the signals that your body is basically giving you 
they're sharing that with their coach. So then you can, the coach can make assessments on that. And much like what Austin was saying, that's basically the, depends on the skill of the other of the coach, right? Yeah. It's well, and it's, again, it goes back to acute versus chronic. Like you can, if you take a perfectly healthy person, you can beat the shit out of them for, you know, four to four to five months or something like you can get away with it. As long as you stop after that, <laughs> you know, it's just a matter of like, even you take a perfectly healthy person, they're down regulated after prep. Like it doesn't matter. You cannot, yeah. you're not going to get to that point, no matter where you're at, there's still the risk of you being kind of screwed up when you're done. Right. It's just a matter of like, how long are you screwed up? We're dealing with people that they have issues that are accumulating for years. Like we're talking, you know, we're talking like these women and stuff that have functional issues and, you know, want to come off birth control and all this. They've been taking birth control for 20 years since they were a teenager. They've been over dieting. They've been, they've tried to lose. There's like three weight loss attempts per year for the last 20 years. You know what I mean? Like they get fatter every year because, you know, of course their, you know, metabolism and functionality of everything's just in the tank. So these people are chronically inflamed. <laughs> they are extremely inflamed. And would you say that chronic inflammation always starts with acute inflammation or not necessarily? Acute, like by definition, I think chronic would really lend itself to like a lower, slower buildup. So generally, yeah, you could say somebody could just accumulate a tiny bit over a long period of time and then they end up with chronic inflammation. Because acute inflammation is like an event, right? Like your training or infection or something like that. Those things could also lend, those things could also end up as chronic, mm. but generally chronic is slow to start and builds very slowly over time, right? I want to dive into one thing that I'm really into more so recently than ever before, but how are you, like, can you explain a little bit how heavy metals and like endocrine disruptors play a role into systemic inflammation? Sure. I mean, well, anything, I think anything that disrupts the way a cell uptakes, whether it's, whether it's a hormone, whether it's glucose, whether it's insulin, you're going to create inflammation. Okay. So any, any process that's going to be interrupted will create inflammation. So think of it as like a confusion almost, right? These endocrine disruptors and these metals and things are literally, they're causing either like mineral imbalances, right? Because the metals will will basically attach to receptors that some of the minerals are trying to act at, right? Endocrine receptors are acting at a lot of the receptors that other hormones are trying to act at, right? So you're ending up with these imbalances. Now, other examples would be like um, synthetic hormones even. So like we take, take birth control, for example. So birth control is... is progestins, right? It's not progesterone, but it's a progestin. And it's usually some type of synthetic estrogen, right? So these things are acting, they do act at similar receptors, they just aren't your endogenous hormone. So they're disrupting your endocrine system, they're causing you to underproduce your own endogenous hormones, right? Because that's kind of the point, like you don't want to have you don't want to have progesterone and ovulate when you take birth control because that's that's the idea of contraceptive. So like there's a lot of things that you that are considered endocrine disruptors. And then I know what you're getting at. I know you're getting at like environmental stuff and you know foods and things like that more so. 
which can be, I mean, oh shit, they're all over the place. They're also birth control. I mean, that's such a big thing that I think that people miss, you know what I mean? Like that could be something that's going on. And again, like I have my own opinions about birth control that I've shared on here. And it's like, that's just my opinion, guys. It's not like the Holy grail, but I think that it's one thing that people, like I said, they don't necessarily see right away. And then once it's like, oh, this could actually be something that's affecting my body and creating this long-term inflammation that, you know, when you're in a place where you're dealing with things like um, autoimmune disorders and chronic inflammation, which they can tie into each other very tightly. And maybe you can kind of break down why that is too, is you got to start looking at the things that aren't obvious, right? That may be kind of underlying. If you've done X, Y, Z, and you've worked on this, what else can you do that maybe you missed in the beginning? Because remember, by the time we see these things surface, it's been going on in our body for a while. And it's like, for us to actually see like a manifestation or something of like, um, not a manifestation, but something like uh, eczema or something like bloating and hives and stuff like that coming in the body, there have been little warning signs going off inside of the body for a pretty long time normally. And we're just yeah. now seeing the effects of it. So let me right. piggyback on that. Austin, so you can answer that what, what Sonia just said right now. Also, get, whatever it is that you're going to talk about right now, also give us an example of what are the signals. So what can people look at and say, hey, you know what? I have that. Oh, hey, you know what? I have that. What are the signals that people can actually take a look at and evaluate for themselves to define whether they have chronic inflammation or some kind of inflammation? Before I say that, I want to clarify the Sonia's kind of hinting at like toxins and metals and stuff too. Cause some people are going to be like, Oh, that's what your liver is for. Like you're correct. <laughs> right. That is what your liver is for. But um, the problem is overexposure and people that are already, you know, gut compromised and immune compromised. These people are not clearing these things like they're supposed to. We, we are totally capable of handling things like toxins and things that we ingest and are exposed to. That's what we're made to do. But the problem is just the amount of exposure that we're getting and the fact that these people are already under-functioning, right. right? So they're not clearing these things. So through whatever enzymatic process is like trying to clear these things out, it's not happening because their gut screwed up, you know, yeah. or whatever. So that's yeah, why we're seeing cool. people with heavy metal toxicity that have gut issues because the shit's just sitting in there. They're not getting rid of it. And a lot of times too, like we're not eating the right micronutrients. So things our body needs in smaller amounts, like our minerals and our vitamins, we're just not getting enough of that to support the amount. Like if it's a tipping scale, right. And you're like, I, I need to intake this and I get to help me get rid of this to have all my bodily functions. Well, if you're kind of missing your like your gasoline and your windshield wiper fluid and you're missing your oil and you're in your car, like your car's probably not running really well. Right. And a lot of right. times our body's filtration system, it, the body's an amazing thing. It's resilient as fuck. Right. And the liver can like regrow itself. However, if we're not providing like the engine, the, the, the proper oil and the gasoline to run the car and the windshield wipers to, to clean the windows, like it's not going to run the same exact way. And so like, that's why it's really important to make sure that like you're eating a diet rich in micronutrients and you're supporting the vitamins and minerals and minerals that your body needs for these detoxification processes. Yes. So you can eat other things other than chicken and rice for six meals a day, please, God. <laughs> <laughs> so you asked, uh, you asked about like warning signs. Sure. Perfect. Um, so earlier 
the earlier the warning signs, the harder it's going to be to spot because your body's, again, it's very good at compensating for things. And the problem is that most people have low-grade inflammation and they don't really know it, so they aren't going to be able to spot it. But what I would say is always pay attention to how your body responds to events, stressful events or things that are out of your routine. I think that's a good, a good telltale sign of how your body's functioning, right? Because the way that we're designed is we are designed to be able to absorb a certain amount of stress and be able to handle it, right? So we're talking things like um, you, you do anything different in your day, you're out, you know, you do something different on the weekend, you maybe eat, maybe like you eat like some higher histamine foods or something like that, or you drink alcohol or something like that. These people are having, I'm noticing, I noticed that a lot too, getting like this histamine ingestion, which again, is part of this immune and inflammation response. And they're like, well, I'm puffy. Like I'm, I'm puffy the next day. I'm eating gluten. Like I'm eating gluten in my fucking fingers and shit are like swollen the next day. You know what I mean? Or my eyes or my eyes are kind of puffy. My face is puffy. And I'm like, well, that's inflammation, right? That, that is inflammation. So how we respond to these things might tell us how well we're functioning. But early on, it's tough. Like it is tough to tell because again, unless you have some clear warning signs, like you have psoriasis on your skin, it's, it's a little tough for people to tell unless you're meticulously watching how you uh, feel, I suppose. Um, now, I will also say that routine Routine is everyone's friend here because my clients, the clients that are gen pop, especially that have not, they're not used to routine. They notice things. They start to notice the differences that they feel extremely quickly. And they're also very cognizant of things much more so than they used to be. Because again, they now have awareness. They like, Oh, I do the same shit every day. It's like, this feels different. I can tell coach that this feels different and we can stop it before it turns into a big deal. You know what I mean? Um, simple things like training. You know, I start a new person on a training program that hasn't been training that much. It might be too much. Like it might that they might not recover from it well. And they can let me know this because now they're routine. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we can change that. There's a lot of small things we can look at. What can a person do on like a small level if they're starting to get those things? Like they're starting to notice like, okay, every time like I, I spend the night here or just I miss one night of sleep or that the scale just jumps like two pounds or like what, I mean, that could also be adrenals too. Right. But like, if what else, like, what are some things that a person can do to start to lower low grade inflammation inside of the body? You, you mentioned a tipping scale. It's perfect. We can, we can use whatever imagery you want. Tipping scale, uh, uh filling a bucket. I mean, fucking whatever, like, doesn't matter. So, um, the thing is like, we have a finite, we have a finite amount of stress, right? We'll, we use stress because that's a word that everyone can kind of relate to. We have a finite amount of resources that we can allocate towards that, right? Same thing with inflammation. Like we have a finite amount of inflammation we can allocate before we're running into a chronic issue. So what I, if we start to see something, then we think, okay, well, we have to lower exposure somewhere else. So let's say like they, you mentioned staying overnight, they have to travel for work and the, the, whatever, something like kind of screws them up because of the time or the plane or whatever, right. They have to do it. They have no choice, right. They cannot fix, they cannot change that part of their life. So what do we need to do? Well, maybe we need to, if they travel like once a month, I'm just using an arbitrary example. Maybe we need to lower the amount of training and stuff that they're doing 
that week why they leave, right? Maybe we need to reduce the cardio or, or whatever that they're doing that week when they leave. Maybe, maybe we need to reduce everything that they're doing as overall, you know, in totality of the whole program, right? Um, and I think people kind of miss, they miss the boat on this because they think they keep focusing on like, well, how do I change this one thing? And here's the reality is like, we gotta, we gotta go to work. We gotta, we gotta do our job. And most people don't have the luxury to completely change their daily routine. Right. So we have to look other places where we can pull some of that, that stress out in other areas. Um, and the second thing would just be also just having better awareness during those situations. So not if it is something that's stress related, literally reacting better and handling it better when you're in it. Right. It's like, Hey, I feel like ass. I get super fucking stressed out every time I go to the airport, I got to fly. And I'm like, and I'm, a, I'm an inflamed wreck for like two days afterwards. Right. Yeah. And they're, they're on a work trip. And like, I just feel like shit it takes me like two days to feel normal. Okay. Well, we need to fix something in your airport routine here. Like we got to do, we're going to have to figure out like, why, why are you handling this so poorly? Nobody likes TSA. I get that. But at the same time, we got to figure out, there's got to be a way that we can improve your perception of this situation. So you're not wrecking yourself so badly. It, it's, right? so, it's so interesting what you just said right now. Um, I've traveled my entire life, my entire professional life for business. And there was years where I would do 10 countries in two weeks. Okay. Which is absolutely grueling. And you can tell whether the, for the first two days, your body is a complete clusterfuck. I mean, my, my body would not be, I couldn't even recognize myself. So I felt bloated. I felt tired, fatigue, time difference, your food routine, your sleep patterns. And one of the things that I realized maybe not even so long ago, some years ago is changing my routine, my, my sleep patterns, right? Try to adjust ahead of time, knowing that, Hey, for the next week, the beginning of the week, until my body starts to adapt, I started changing my routine patterns. I started trying to get to sleep a little earlier, knowing that it was a little later, later on. Um, so understanding your biofeedback and understanding, Hey, this is what, this is what happens when I travel. What can I do to change those things? It's very, it's going to be very key in, in helping with, with inflammation because it's so true. You're, and it happens also to competitors as well. I mean, you hear that from, from many competitors that are even at the pro levels when they're going to a show the first two days, they're watery. I mean, this is three hours. So imagine traveling like 16 hours or 17 hours to a different country where you're like a 12 hour difference, you know, the amount of inflammation then the cortisol the water retention your body's just not recognizable so you need to have some time to adapt to that it's very true now for gen pop that is constantly doing this and have you have to order work you can make certain adjustments um now let me ask you a question austin what kind of support supplements because obviously we're here we're very big on support supplements would you recommend for people to take to maybe not fix or but maybe help uh, with inflammation and help uh, deal with with the stress that comes with with doing these lifestyle uh, things in their lives. Sure. So, so anything anything that addresses the reason that you're inflamed is going to help. What I mean by that is, if the reason that you're inflamed is because you can't maintain a very good sleep pattern and you have anxiety at night, and you take something that's maybe cortisol modulating and calming, guess what? it's not an inflammatory supplement, but it's going to help your inflammation, right? Because it's helping the reason that you're inflamed. If you have a gut problem, 
fixing that, right? You know, that's going to greatly help your inflammation. So like those things wouldn't be direct, like directly in anti-inflammatories, but they are helping the reason that you're inflamed. And then there's other things you could take that are more directly, you know, anti-inflammatory. So things like a good high bioavailable curcumin supplement, it's, that's good for systemic inflammation. That's probably one of the more researched, you know, ingredients that we have at this point in terms of inflammation. Um, things like we know omega-3s are anti-inflammatory and we know that having a good balance of fatty acids are going to be anti-inflammatory. So just not consuming an abundance of like highly inflammatory and highly um, unstable fats. So things like canola oil and vegetable oils and shit all the time. We're sticking to like monounsaturated fats. We're sticking to fish oil or, you know, things like that. We know, we know that dietary wise, that's going to be pretty anti-inflammatory. If you want to use, some people say anti-inflammatory diets, kind of like a bullshit terms, whatever, but it's just taking out high inflammatory foods. Right. We're just, we're eating a less inflammatory diet, you know, for the sake of simplicity. And I think a lot of people like to put names on things, but I mean, it's, it goes back to the basics, you know, uh, fish oil, people put, put it in your routine. I do it every morning. Three, boom. Quality, quality, quality fish, fish oil. oil. Absolutely. Matter. Quality, Absolutely. quality. I, and I get this all the time, Sonia. It, it's interesting. You know, I, I bought this for $6.99, right? <laughs> and, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself, is like, I don't, and this is just me, okay? This, I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you not to. I'm just saying, I wouldn't put a $6.99 anything on my body because that's just not who I am, Right. I, I look at the product. I look at the brands that have been doing this for a long time. I want to look at companies that are research-based. I want to go after companies that are great at what they do. So I'm not only, so we talk about fossil, fossil I'm a I'm a big PS fan, by the way. And um, that really seems to work for me really well. And I can tell the differences by just taking it for the, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and I go ahead and I look, do my research and I buy high quality pure encapsulation. I think it's a great brand, uh, PS, and I can tell a difference. Now, would I, could you get the same quality of fossil titocerine if I were to buy a $6.99? Maybe, but I'm not risking it because it's my body. And as hard as I put the work in from my nutrition standpoint, uh, going to the gym, making sure that I get my cardio, trying to, I would say trying because sleep is a, a big issue. Um, trying to get my sleep in as much as I can. Why would I cut myself short from a micro macronutrient and supplementation standpoint? Not, not there's budgets for everything and I get it, but really focus on the things that you're putting in your body guys. I think another thing too, to just kind of like loop back around is it's like, don't do it unless you're going to do it right. Because it's like, then you're just kind of like wasting money. And then you're all, of a sudden, you're like, Oh, well, it's not really working. I don't really know if it's making a difference. Well, when it comes to your health, like, I don't think that taking corners is like the best route. I think right. that there's definitely like skip that extra drink at the bar and like spend the extra $10 on quality supplements. And I know Austin works with Morphogen and I'm sure he has a code link in bio or something like that. Like they're super good quality stuff. Um, peer encapsulations is a really good quality stuff. If you guys are hitting up Amazon prime, but do a little bit of research or reach out to any of us. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. What's your code Austin? Uh, it's, uh, D A T A four, the number four. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And you can always message him, I'm sure. And you can always message any of us and we're, we're more than happy to help you guys out. I know that we're, we're kind of like 
I want to dive into those labs a little bit. So we kind of sure. know how people can identify like from system or from, from how they're actually like physically feeling, but from a serum marker and guys serum meaning like blood, blood labs, what are people, what are some inflammation markers? Cause I, I, I whenever I talk about cholesterol as an inflammation marker, people are like, that's not inflammation. I'm like, Oh, well, <laughs> I guess, it just, <laughs> I guess we have different opinions about science. So let's dive into what people should look for and why those are flags inside of the body. Okay. So I, we'll do cholesterol real quick first then, because you mentioned it. So yeah, cholesterol, your lipids. So cholesterol is um, two ways that we kind of alter cholesterol levels. The biggest is how much our body produces, okay, endogenously. Secondly is dietary cholesterol. So that will make up. So basically, like when you check your cholesterol on lab work, you're seeing an outlook of how much your body's producing plus what you're intaking. But a lot of what you're seeing is what your body's making. That's going to be the majority of your cholesterol. Okay. So that's like a confusion. Like if you eat a bunch less cholesterol, that your cholesterol is going to go down. It might, it might some, it might change some, but anywho, um, cholesterol being produced mainly from the liver. And the reason that we're seeing a lot of this inflammation or as an inflammatory marker is because the liver's inflamed. The liver is our master detox. I mean, the gut and the liver pretty much handle just about everything when it comes to detoxification and conversion of hormones and, you know, all that stuff. So we will see an uptick in cholesterol production and it's usually not favorable. It's usually more like an uptick in LDL production, an uptick in triglyceride production, when someone is inflamed, right? Um, we see this in functional cases when it's even females, like we'll have, they're smaller, like generally females have a better lipid profile than males generally, okay? But we'll see these females that have kind of a really poor lipid profile in, in absence of any other cardiovascular risk factors, right? And a lot of that is because of inflammation, okay? So their body is literally producing more cholesterol. And a lot of this is due to the body doesn't want this inflammation to damage the vessels. Okay. So it's producing this to kind of help protect and like layer down. What happens is it is layered down. So we end up with plaque, right? We end up with kind of this plaque buildup. Um, so basically in a nutshell, plaque buildup doesn't just happen from circulating cholesterol. You need to you really need to damage those vessels. So they scratch up and they get, they get, you know, tore up and they get sticky and this, and these lipids start to stick, they stick. Okay. So inflammation, sugars, you know, chronically elevated blood sugars, these vessels get damaged, stuff starts to stick. You end up with, you know, plaque buildup. Okay. So that's not directly what you asked, but I know someone would probably be curious. So that's kind of, that's kind of what happens. Um, now, Inflammatory markers, yeah, I mean, you can get blood work done. Really common one is going to be CRP, you know, high sensitivity version is kind of what most people generally suggest. Um, that's going to be an inflammatory protein that's produced from the liver. Um, most of these inflammatory markers you have to keep in mind aren't really specific. They aren't like necessarily um, specific to one thing, right? So you could have, like, we'll see high CRP in people that have chronic inflammation because of a gut issue. Like you'll see it. It's not everyone, but you, you will see it. Um, awesome. Other ones would be- I have a question. Sure. Sorry to interrupt, one, one good question. Would you see higher CRP levels 
with people that actually are constantly putting their body under stress, like tremendous stress. We're talking about people that not gen yeah. pop, but people that actually bodybuild, uh, athletic competitors, powerlifters, anybody that's doing some level of physique, uh, com- 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 competitors, I guess. Will you see CRP levels always at a high level or do they- Okay, that's what you're saying. No, so CRP, CRP isn't really like liver enzymes. You know, we our liver enzymes will elevate when we train and that's, there's literature showing that. So CRP is actually not really like that. It's not going to be directly um, elevated. Actually, what they see is people that exercise normally have lower CRP. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's a caveat to that is that if you beat the shit out of yourself and you're really overtrained, then yeah, you might see high CRP because again, you're inflamed, right? So are, are people that like, even guys, like guys that are overtraining, they're hammering a shitload of food and a bunch of gear, their CRP is going to, their CRP is going to be up. up, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it, again, it's not, a, it's not necessarily a specific marker. Um, some more common ones, probably the most common ones that people are going to recognize would be like IL-6. Um, IL-6 is a cytokine. So it's a pro-inflammatory cytokine. Another one would be um, like TNF-alpha is a pro-inflammatory cytokine. So if we're measuring if we're, we're actually trying to like measure inflammation, those are kind of the ones I'm looking at. CRP is probably the most common one that people go to as far as levels go. Generally on lab work, you'll see something like a CRP acceptable range is something like zero to three is kind of like what you'll see a lot of the time. Personally, if you want really, really good outcomes, we probably want to be like or closer to one or below. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, am I the thing with some of this inflammatory markers? If, if I'm if I see them elevated on the test, and I don't really see anything else wrong. I might just have somebody retest because, again, there can be there can be things going on, like people that have like low grade bacterial shit going on in their gut, an infection that we're not even aware of. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, yeah. shit, your CRP is elevated and your white blood cells are kind of high. Like what's yeah. they feel fine. I'm like, yeah. you know, don't freak out. No, no reason for alarm, really. Like, let's go back and let's check CRP in, you know, two to four weeks and just to make sure everything's fine. Um, I had that with myself one time. I had, uh, it was funny because I was, I was getting sick. I didn't know I was getting sick. I was, but it was like pre, pre uh, side effects. Right. And I, I went in, I had labs and my CRP was really elevated. I'm like, shit, I feel fine. What the heck? Why is my CRP so high? And I actually had got hold of my doctor and he's like, nah, let's just go recheck. Let's go recheck in a couple of weeks. I got sick like two days later <laughs> and I wow. went and checked in a couple of weeks and my CRP was down. It was normal, you know, after, after I was fine. So, so again, they're acute markers, but here's the, here's the deal. If you have an issue, whether it's like a gut issue or whatever it is, that's enough to cause chronic inflammation. I don't care if you train and you train that day or not, that CRP is going to be up. You can sit yeah. on the damn couch for three days. If you're that screwed up, that CRP is going to be high. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Do you feel like, um, you see a change in serums and blood markers with the COVID vaccine? And if you don't want to talk about this, that's fine. About it. I don't care. I don't, Let's talk yeah, about I don't it. have, um, I'm not, I mean, I'm not necessarily, I haven't really ever put my, came out and said, yeah, you should 
take it or you shouldn't take it or my opinion on COVID, but I can just tell you that I see a ton of lab work. Like I probably, I honestly probably see more lab work than doctors because I know they don't do labs. They don't draw labs that often. <laughs> like I see so much lab work and I can just tell you what I've seen. So what I've seen so far is initially a lot of people did have an inflammatory response to the COVID vaccine, which again, makes sense to me considering <laughs> the cytokines, right? Now, what I was, what I was more interested in is what was the long-term, like if I had them do blood, blood work, maybe four to five, six months after they had it, are they still going to be elevated? Like, then that tells me, that tells me a little bit more because initially, initially I expected some immune response because of, you know, it, it's a vaccine, like it has to go in and do its thing. But, um, I was a little concerned. I was a little concerned with some of the inflammation I saw. And I was also frankly, a little concerned because I had two females lose their cycle when they got it, uh, that had no problems beforehand. And now I have one of them regain their cycle and one of them has not regained their cycle at all, uh, which is slightly concerning. <laughs> and I also had a friend whose mother, not a client, but that he just told me this because he, he comes and works out with me sometimes. And he told me that she has, um, she has an autoimmune disease. She had a massive flare up when she got the COVID vaccine and was hospitalized for several days and was really very, very sick. Um, ended up with pneumonia in her lungs. Wow. And yeah, she was in big, big trouble. So the thing, the thing is a lot of the people that are getting the COVID vaccine are, are people that are worried about getting COVID. Who are the people that are probably worried about most worried about getting COVID? I'm not going from a political standpoint. I'm just talking like it's generally elderly or people that are immune compromised, people that are overweight, like all these things. They're, they're literally going to get a vaccine that's going to try to protect them from a problem because of their lifestyle, their condition, right? The problem is they're the ones getting most sick from it because again, like they're the ones that are most compromised. So it's a really, yeah, it's a really kind of shitty situation. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for it. Um, I don't, I'll tell you personally, like I didn't get it. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with saying that. And I have zero plans on getting it, um, but it's kind of a different story, I suppose. One thing I've seen with a lot of my clients who have gotten it, who are, um, well, not a lot. Well, there's a couple things is a lot of joint achiness and inflammation. Um, yeah. I'm putting everyone on like new flame or the, it's not Mariva. Maybe it's called Mariva. It's a Craconium. It's a. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like this chronic inflammation out of almost like nowhere that's kind of come up where it's like j joints are achy, knees are achy, just like a little bit inflamed, um, some different stuff going on. And it's like, I've, I had some of these clients for a year and a half um, and we haven't had these issues before. And even same thing with my mom. She's like, I just feel like my joints are chronically achy. Like, I just can't like, just like, I just feel like I aged and it's like, well, 
I mean, those are the only things that have happened. And, and again, I don't see as many people as you, Austin, but when I have 50 clients and I have seven of them who are having the same exact symptoms, you know, three, four, five weeks post-shot. And, you know, I, I just, I wonder kind of what is really going on inside of the body. I see trends and I'm sure you do too, like with stuff like this. It's tough because it's a very difficult topic and I'll tell you why. And I, and I'm, I'm not pro vaccine. I got it. I got the vaccine and the, the side effects that I had was cough. And every so often I still get that stupid cough that I can't get rid of. Uh, I didn't have, and I, I got it for different reasons for other, other personal reasons that I had to get it, but I don't, I'm not pro vaccine or against it, but I can share with you a couple of things. I've had three friends of mine pass away from COVID. And I had one of my closest friends from childhood where his mother passed away from COVID. And we're looking at these, that my three friends that actually passed away and you look at them healthy, fit, in shape. And everybody that's in shape always says, it can't happen to me. Well, guys, it happened to my friends. Okay. They were in comas and they died. Now, I had one of my closest childhood friends and we're deviating from inflammations, but hear me out because I, I don't want to politicize um, this whole COVID thing because if you decide to do it, good for you. If you decide against it, we support you. Whatever it is, make an intelligent decision for yourself. One of my friends who was, and I think I mentioned before, um, was blasting COVID. It's not real da, 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 on Facebook. Well, his mother passed away and he said, you know, things, you start thinking about things when things happen to you. When things are not happening to you and you're at the comfort of your home and you're healthy, you don't think about these things. And the only thing he can think about is what if my mother would have gotten the shot? Would it prevent, would it, would it have prevented her from passing away? The answer is we don't know the answer to that. Whether it's yes, whether it's no, we still don't know the answer. That it affects people in certain ways. There's stuff that's coming out that is absolutely, you know, it's like I, I didn't have a cough before uh, and I have a cough now. But in any case, without trying to politicize whether it's good or bad, because I, I think that people need to make their own decisions for themselves and make the best decision that's going to be good for you. I think that do your research, guys. Do your research and make the best decision for yourself. And getting off of the COVID, the COVID discussion, um, one, one thing that I want to dial in before we wrap up, because every time we talk to Austin, time is just, it's just so much information. <laughs> time flies, and I'm like, man, I still have other shit that I want to talk to him about. Um, let's talk about inflammation from a athletic performance, joints, okay? Uh, I've had issues on my shoulder. I've been taking BPC, TB500, gone. Uh, I'm on TRT uh, through Rejuvenate HRT. Uh, we started adding a little bit of, of MPP for my joints. It's been amazing. Um, so I've been experimenting with different peptides, even for like inflammation, like gut issues, uh, TB500, BPC157 have been great. I have a bunch of people actually with great response with regards to TB500 for when they've had some gut issues. So without talking about peptides and, and product, talk to us a, li a little bit about the correlation between uh, inflammation in your joints for us that are getting a little bit uh, higher in age there uh, and how you can fix that from a competitive standpoint and supplementation standpoint maybe. Sure. So um, it's, it's really the same. I mean, it's really not any different in that it is a, an acute versus a chronic thing. So like, let's say example would be, you know, you tweak your knee training, right? Maybe it's, it's not too bad. Your body heals it. You go on with your day. Let's go to a chronic issue that happens slowly. Let's say that your, your shoulder girdle is a little misaligned or your, your 
tricep is too tight and one of your elbows is getting stressed. Well, a few months later, you end up with elbow tendonitis. And you're like, well, where did that come from? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that's a chronic thing, right? Like it took, it took a while for that to basically to, yeah. And, and of course now it's, it's, it's an overuse, it's an overuse issue, but it's, it's a chronic inflammation issue. So um, in that case, you can do this, you know, supplementation and things like that absolutely help. Um, I always encourage people to try to investigate with professionals that work with movement patterns and manual therapy and stuff like that to actually fix the origins of those issues. So like, let's say, you know, the front of your, you, you have a, you know, front of your delt hurts, right. The, the joint, right. That doesn't mean that the origin is in the front of your delt. That doesn't mean that the injury or the inflammation has anything to do with, you know, a problem with your delt. It might just be that there was an imbalance that was causing you to, you know, improperly overuse that tissue. Right. So it's always good to talk to professionals. Like I'm not even afraid. I outsource people sometimes to other people I know that can do assessments and stuff on them and figure stuff out faster than I can figure it out. You know what I mean? Because they do it all the time. You know what I mean? So they're like, Hey, let's do this, this, and this you're good to go. Um, symptoms and it's like boom immediately right yeah they know they can look at someone and they can watch them like fucking pick their arm up and down like <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah, this and then they're I like i love oh, those people yeah. i love those people <laughs> so it's no different you know it's, it's no different than than like me looking at labs <laughs> uh so so again it is really the same thing it is an acute versus a chronic thing so the best advice is if you have something going on don't ignore it you know what i mean don't ignore it figure out either the origin of the issue supplement for the issue again, right. Do, you know, do things that are going to help recovery, going to help blood flow circulation, going to help heal the tissue. Hell, even just that when you start feeling something, even just back off of that movement temporarily and let that inflammation go down before you resume, instead of instead of hammering the shit out of it till you can't do it anymore. And it I hurts so bad. That's the hardest thing for people that live. Because oh, yeah. I had, I sure. had that elbow issue um, for months and it was definitely inflammation. And I tried wrapping it with, with uh, those bands to try to get that inflammation to really disperse and just wrapping the crap and actually alleviates. But sure, anyway, yeah, a ton. And every time I have people coming up to me, it's like, Hey, I have this pain. Like I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you what I did for myself. Right. I wrap it and it helped, but it, it was some, one of those things that helped one day and then it started coming back why because as bodybuilders or fitness enthusiasts we kind of block that pain out and we just think hey i gotta pound the shit out of my triceps if i want to have defined triceps right and sure. that inflammation what happens to that inflammation just grows and grows and grows and grows so i i definitely uh recommend everything that you've actually been saying and i know some of you guys listening will probably not listen because uh well, it, you know exactly <laughs> can't win them all <laughs> you can't win them all so um but yeah look for alternative stuff supplementation i know that i have had um, a significant amount of even like five people that i can think of off the top of my head um has some issues with joints and they've done bpc tb 500 and they're like man i wasn't able to move my shoulder now i'm i'm pressing 100 pound dumbbells on shoulder presses uh i had a guy having some really bad knee issues he did a full full tb 500 uh bpc 157 protocol which we discussed uh through team amino pure and he's like and you look at the post i mean i think they're they're on our instagram pages like he has videos saying man a month and a half ago i wasn't able to do that so finding solutions that actually are going to work for you don't just sit there and do nothing 
You know, don't sit there and do nothing. Find something that's going to be suitable for you. If you cannot completely just stop that movement and get maybe some deep tissue or some inflammation release, I'm big on deep tissue um, massages because I can tell the difference after I walk out or even when I'm getting it done, right? I have some impinge on my shoulder and I see my therapist going to my chest and she's like, your problem is not your shoulder. Your problem is your pack. Your pack is tight. Fuck the rest. Exactly. It's super tight. Look at this. And she's like, so crazy. Ron, nobody like, like, here's the deal. Ron loves to train chest. No, Ron. Like yes. <laughs> chest oh, and no. back are his favorite days and the only days of the week. I just got in the middle. I just got in the middle of something here. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know what? I, no wonder, I, I like shoulders and I like traps. And if I didn't have a torn meniscus and torn MCL, I would definitely be there. Together, but I just, we, I together we're like a little superhero. I got the legs for us both. Yeah, yeah, and the calves and the booty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, you can see, you can check us out on Hard Fast Fitness, our cover. That's why we put Sonia there posing with her, with her uh, kneeling down, right? Show off. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> So guys, I think any more other questions, I think I don't want to take too much of, uh, of Austin's time. I think this has been a great yeah. episode discussing information. So, uh, we're going to continue to bring Austin back. I'm already putting him on, on the schedule here without him even knowing it. Uh, but to talk about <laughs> other, other stuff, man, I think it's awesome. You always bring so much knowledge and we definitely appreciate you. We definitely want to collaborate more with you uh, in terms of how we can bring more knowledge to Heart Fat Fitness and our audience. Uh, Sonia is always a wealth of information. Any other questions for, for, for Austin before we, yeah, we again, we could go down a thousand, but yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much guys. You rock mm. Austin. Austin. You rock. Thank you so much for making the time to be here guys. Follow us hard fat fitness on Spotify. I've had some requests to go on Apple. Um, and yes, it will happen. I promise you. I've been having some issues actually uh, trying to upload it into Apple. My, it keeps crashing on me. So it's probably me being uh, not as technology savvy as other people. But we're going to have to fix that in, in, in so that we can go on to Apple Podcasts here pretty soon. Uh, with that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, next episode is going to be great. We have a, a lineup that we're going to be talking to Sonia about tonight. Uh, some really, really good speakers that you're definitely going to enjoy the topics that we have in mind. Uh, as always, guys, remember God first, family second. Everything else comes right after that. Have faith. Keep training strong. Keep your supplementation, nutrition. Check our products at, uh, at AminoPure, amino-pure.com. Follow us. And with that being said, we're out. <laughs> <laughs>